listening to TFG football Hello and welcome to another episode of TFG Indian Football podcast uh, the last episode ended in a cliffhanger we had two matches happening simultaneously on the last day of the uh, I league and two clubs were still chasing their dreams they were still hoping to become the champions of india they were still uh, you know hoping and praying that they would be the first past that finishing line uh, the fans were uh, hoping and praying and painting the banners uh, and in east bengal's case uh, traveling thousands of kilometers uh, to a place uh, where their team was going to play and make the last stand and so was chennai city chennai city were taking on minerva punjab and east bengal were taking on gokulam kerala fc and what a roller coaster ride it was in those 2 hours it seems like we saw an entire title race of itself play out there were twists and turns and situations changing and live tables updating uh, and now this team has an advantage now that team has an advantage it kept unfolding like a hitchcock movie and we could not have guessed who was going to end up with the trophy until the very last 10 15 minutes and kevin kevin is with me dude how awesome a climax was it for an for the really amazing i league season that we have had chennai city making history as the first club from tamil nadu to become the undisputed champions of india how was that i think it couldn't have asked for more excitement from the from the from the last few editions and this was i think the top of the list uh the way it played out i think it, it really you know had everybody at the edge of the seat till the end because it wasn't too much of a difference till the final whistle then we talked about it wouldn't be yeah. a cruising for either teams uh, menora punjab uh, surprisingly taking lead over there uh, gokulam kerala you know <laughs> you could have expected them to play villain and uh, I think it was uh, Minerva Punjab and Gokulam FC you know they were they were riding on uh, the 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 supporters of uh, the opposite teams you know the Chennai city was expecting uh, East Bengal to not win and uh, East Bengal supporters were hoping that Chennai city wouldn't win and this you know the other teams so we were talking about uh, Gokulam and uh, uh, Minerva Punjab you know they they rightfully went and supported uh the the causes of uh, the opposite end supporters and this leading up to the excitement at half time chiranjit rightly you were talking about at half time uh there's so much uh, more for for the game to be you know brought out and we saw that in the second mm-hmm. half uh, till the end it was anybody's guess it could have gone either way a uh, uh, one all or two one or a two all it could be any result but we had to wait till the final whistle you know those tense moments even in in the added time that was anybody's game till the end yeah definitely i mean literally the hearts were in our mouths uh, and uh, you know i had two screens uh, in front of me i was watching the east bengal game on the laptop i was watching the uh, chennai city game on the tv and and it was like should i look here or should i look there and uh, early on 
the a few minutes of think i think 3 minutes into the game uh, uh, when I, i and it was really good to hear that uh, to see that uh, that the referees were timing the whole game with each other i mean they both went out and timed and started the uh, two matches at the exact same moment almost and within 3 minutes it was minerva punjab scoring taking that lead and all of a sudden we have the the cushion that chennai city were enjoying uh, and uh, coming into it like oh, we just have to come in and uh, get a result and then we don't have to look at what east bengal is doing that cushion just went away like that and uh, and that held on till the half time and you were right man i mean at the at the half time i would say east bengal had the advantage because now they had at that situation the fate in their own hands they needed to score a goal and they didn't did not need to worry about uh, what uh, chennai city were doing and chennai city were in a situation where even if they score a goal and east bengal win from that they lo- end up losing the league and uh, it it just it just was uh, you know something that we could have uh, you know for a for a neutral fan this was the best way to see it unfold uh and uh, just just the second half everybody came out fighting no goals in the first half of the game between gokulam kerala fc and east bengal and literally just the stakes were so far elevated in the second half that you know you just you just ended up seeing a very different game what do you think uh chennai city's coach akbar nawaz tells his players at half time when they are uh, you know playing the most important game in the history of the club and they are uh, trailing 1-0 what do you think he goes and tells them after after uh, you know leading the league for most of the season they are uh, in in a situation where they can blow it at the, at the last day what does he tell them it is very difficult to to be in that uh, situation where your team is 1-0 down you've got an entire half to play and the first half has been full of chances it has been full of chances for both teams and you know rightfully being in in the shoes of akbar nawaz was i think they could have just been one statement that could have you know put up everybody into the spirit was we've done this earlier we we've shown them we've shown everybody that we can make a comeback we've scored goals we've we've made we we've, we've reached so far we just one step away mm. i think that was all that was needed to pump up the players and there was nothing short of uh, the players performance in the first half it just needed to find the back of the net so that probably was yeah. was that confidence booster for 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 the players and just looking at the body languages of all players in the chennai city camp i think they felt they could do it it wasn't that pressure was was getting the better of them just just go by the look of the penalty that was taken by manzi he points to yeah. the keeper this is where i'm going to score and he scores at the same spot the lad that is that we is, will we will discuss more on that later but yes continue for yeah. now <laughs> so that is the confidence that they had right from the word go and so i have not seen a team more confident into going into the final game where they know it can make or break what they've done for the entire uh, uh, 20 30 matches and that just you no know, is full of confidence 
they just believed that they could do it and i think that was that this needed to be carried on by i think I, it would have been a difficult talk but i don't think there was any lack of spirit among the players there was no no feeling that they couldn't do it and that just makes it uh, easier to be be there and you know, just push the players up yeah uh, the second half begins and uh, you have east bengal who are coming out uh, you know all fully charged they need to go out and get this it, it i'm pretty sure that's what alejandro menezes uh, told the uh, players that this is it it's it's in your hands now we did not have the luxury of having our fate in our own hands when we came in to play but now fate has given us a chance now go out and get it and that's when minerva punjab buckle the first mistake that they made uh, gave away the penalty and this is where things have become a bit controversial pedro manzi points to the exact area where he is about to shoot uh nitin lal obviously uh, probably gets confused and uh, you know dives on the other side because he's he's thinking probably that uh, you know pedro manzi is about to uh, you know fool him because which striker ever tells that and uh, yeah the ball goes in it's it's a bit of a mind game thing that uh, you know i've i've seen others do it before but have you seen pedro manzi do it anywhere else i don't think i i think it is this audacious by manzi to do that when they are trailing you can do that when you're 3 nil up you can do that when you won the league and you're about to finish your game you can't do i can't think about any striker in the world who can have that confidence to go and point to the keeper this is where i'm going to score and go exactly the way that is just confidence that's that's what that's what i i believe the the body language and the confidence and the energy that the team had throughout the season was kept going in the final game and i think that belief itself take, takes them through to this this second half that was so crucial and they just come out as the best team yeah definitely but uh, this is where uh, some controversies have begun to pop up uh east bengal fans especially are uh, trying to uh, accuse uh, uh, minerva punjab of uh, letting the match go of uh, allowing chennai city fc to win the foolish. game and take the, the trophy the game the league is not one in one match or one half or one decision you can't really point out at one decision that was a couple of decisions that was made by the opposition in the final match day you've got an entire season mm-hmm. gone past you had you had the chance to play chennai city as well you had the chance to play every other 10 teams in the league and then you complain about one or two decisions that they, that's just foolish for me well they are trying to point out uh, at the fact that minerva punjab uh, took away three of their foreign players uh, in the second half uh, and uh, then chennai city just uh, regained uh, the upper hand in the game before that minerva punjab were holding on well uh the penalty that happened uh, all of that could be just uh, coincidence that uh, penalty taken by pedro manzi could well be uh, a mind game that he tried to play with the keeper but this is something that's happening now you know the there is a conspiracy theory that's making the rounds and uh, ultimately unless they can prove something uh, it's it's just going to remain that it's going to remain a conspiracy theory so uh, let's leave it uh, at that for now but one thing you mentioned kevin that uh, you know stuck out to me 
yeah they had their chances in other games you know it it was east bengal who put themselves in that position that uh, in the last day of the league the fate is not in their own hands and it was i think jobby justin who uh, in the added time against isol fc hit the post and had that ball gone in east bengal would have, would have won the game they would have two points extra and uh, they would arguably be champions right now so it's not about what chennai city did or it was not about uh, what they did against gokulam kerala fc they won the game they did their uh, work but it's actually about uh, you know what they did in other matches and this is what a league title race is all about right i mean every little thing you did throughout the season comes back to bite you or reward you if you did well you are rewarded if you made any mistake especially in a closely fought league like i league if you make any mistake uh yeah it it it's going to be the difference between you having a trophy or not having a trophy so what do, what do you think man uh, where did east bengal really fall short this season uh, just going by the overall season that uh, they had i think they did everything right uh, as expected for uh, a team that has not been so professional in the past i would really point out to the points where uh, getting a coach having things standardized having the right players giving the coach the freedom i think they've they just set the standard for themselves and this is this is where they've they've, they've been their best this is needed to finish a couple of games a little more on the tidier side that would have been the difference i i don't think there was anything wrong that they did last season anything wrong that they did in the previous season but i think they've just set the standards for themselves and it's just something that needs to be carried forward and they've already done the better part about keeping the coach for another couple of seasons i think i, I think that's the way to go about it chiranjit i think we we've talked about this uh, you were the ones who were mentioning uh, you was the one mentioning get in that professionalism in these two kolkata clubs and see how it can work wonders there is just a prime example of how, how things can be done right if you have the right heads in place yeah definitely man i mean even though east bengal have fallen short they are right now they stand as an example of uh, team spirit of sportsmanship of uh, you know how a club should behave in the face of adversity and this is something uh, if you go back to the earliest episodes of this podcast you know the the ones in savan at the very beginning we were talking about how bengaluru fc reacted when they uh, faced their first big tragedy which was losing the league to mohan bagan uh, in uh, 2014-15 and uh, that was a test for the club people were looking at the bengaluru fc supporters at, as how they react when they are left without success when they are faced with failure do they abandon the club or do they stand together and support even harder and bengaluru fc passed that test because the uh, fans flocked together and uh, their support for the team was even even more ferocious and vociferous next season and it contributed to the success so that's what makes or breaks a club and the same thing we saw being played out with east bengal uh, the 400 uh, supporters who traveled to kozhikode who were watching the match who were uh, in a, looking at the game who were following the other match on their mobile phones they were heartbroken like right? they completely 
broke down when the final whistle sounded and they realized they once again for twice in a row actually like even last season the last day of the league they had a chance to win the league they did not even this time they had a chance to win the league they could not uh, and and it was a heartbreaking moment for them but they still appreciated the players appreciated the coach uh, they applauded them at the end of the game with tears in their eyes and there was a screening happening at east bengal tent at the east bengal stadium they were watching two matches at the same time uh, the club's director was there and even there it was not untoward it was not lashing out as they failed it was not like uh, you know uh, giving gali to players or coach or officials or anything like that it seemed like east bengal had become a family that stands together finally and anywhere else you look at what happened when they failed in cfl it was it was all rage all anger this time it seems like they have started to realize like they are building something greater now and uh, this this ultimately is just a stepping stone for something even better in the future and uh, yeah that's what a football club needs to do and it's it's awesome even though like me as a mohan bagan fan uh, i see them as rivals it's great to see them setting this example of changing for the better because everybody knows if east bengal gets stronger so so does mohan bagan so it's 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 a bit selfish for me but i want east bengal to become stronger and stronger so that i can see mohan bagan compete at a higher and higher level against them so yeah uh, that's about them but we are going to talk about chennai city it's not east bengal who after uh, in signing quesas investors uh, changed for the better chennai city have been doing a lot of work this season as well and we need to take a deeper look at it all that will come on the other side of the break stick with us hello everybody welcome to another awesome week on the ivm podcast network if you aren't following us on social media please make sure that you are we are ivm podcast on twitter facebook and instagram if you are following us on social media i'm sure you know that it's our fourth anniversary this month yeah ivm is 4 years old we've done 3500 plus episodes of content and it's been an amazing ride with a lot of fun guests a lot of fun content and a lot of great hosts we'd like to thank all of our hosts because without them we wouldn't really be doing all that much also i'd mention over the last couple of weeks that we're running a survey right now a listener survey is on ivmpodcast.com/survey if you have not filled that out please do fill it up it'll help us figure out what is working for you what's not working and we'll give us some information that we can use to get some advertising on the show on the scene in the unseen amit verma is joined by author shrinath raghavan they discuss the recent tensions between india and pakistan its historical context and what the future may hold we're launching a new show called states of anarchy about global affairs hosted by foreign policy enthusiast thamsini hariyaran on the first episode she speaks to author ornish shani about her book how india became democratic which is about the very first indian elections on how to citizen we move on to chapter 8 confronting marginalization megna then shreyas are joined by creative director joel perera who draws from his professional and personal experiences to discuss the topic on advertising is dead varun talks to executive editor of rolling stone nirmika singh about new age journalism what it takes to be a music journalist in india the rise of indian hip hop and a lot more Also check out last week's episode with Gaurav Kapoor, founder of Oak Tree Sports and former VJ who talks about his journey to becoming a sports presenter and what's missing in our sports content. On Golgappa Tripti is in conversation with musician Karan Chitra Deshmukh. He talks about how he got into playing instruments and gives a glimpse of his talent on the show. On Geek Fruit, Tejas and Jishnu talk about their favorite classic TV shows and give their opinions on which can be potentially revived. Also check out last week's bulletin where they talk about IVM's 4th anniversary and their favorite shows on our network. And with that, let's continue with your show. Welcome back. 
Jobby Justin was the undisputed uh, hero of East Bengal this time, uh, apart from uh, Enrique Esqueda or Johnny Acosta. He was the Indian shining example who was uh, coming in uh, and proving himself. He he had a beautiful personality as well. You know, uh, he had a bicycle that he uh, you know used to ride to the club. Uh, he he thought it was good for health. Uh, did not come by car or bikes as other players and all that. So yeah, uh, he uh, he has been blamed in some social media posts that if if he did not fail to score against uh, Isol FC in the last moments, uh, East Bengal would have been champions. It's it's an unfair blame, but it's going around. That's the nature of of the game, you know. Uh, you you do you know people remember and uh, players get blamed for every little mistake that they make, but. On the day when Jobby Justin started getting flack online, on a day when he, he was not even playing, Gaurav Bora, another young prospect, young Indian player, hailing from Assam, uh, we used to play for a Pune FC junior team. And uh, then uh, when FC Pune City bought the academy, he crossed over to FC Pune City. Uh, FC Pune City loaned him out to Chennai City where he got his top division debut. And he has been cracking it up. He has been playing a very instrumental role uh, in some of the more critical matches that Chennai City FC have, have played. And on the day when they needed him most, on the day when Chennai City were out there fighting for the title, when they were uh, 1-1 tied, but they still needed another goal to make sure they got the win and the trophy, he delivered. And how awesomely did he deliver? He scored two goals. He was uh, up there fighting his heart out, uh, you know, going for that gold medal for himself and the trophy for his club. And and what a moment for him! This is this is what I League is all about, right? I mean, it gives us these new heroes. Yeah, we're talking about a twenty-year-old, by the way, Gaurav Bora, twenty years old, right up there. Uh, his, his offensive duties, I think, really help the team uh, to go up during the set pieces and uh, both the goals were scored from set pieces that uh, the one he was involved in and and this is where the strength of a club lies in so there was nothing that uh, the defenders could do Minerva Punjab just left clueless and at the time where you see a defender waiting at the far post you have a tall lanky young guy waiting at the end of the cross and you don't pay too much attention to him so he comes in, he knocks in one, and he comes in the second, he comes in and heads in one. And this is this is just a repeat of something that the Minerva Punjab should have learned. And he is just showing how it is to be done. Although I, I, I didn't find him that good a display in, in the defense uh, in, uh, in the last game, but I think he made it up by going and scoring the two most crucial goals of the season. And that is just brilliant. Just brilliant. You know, that is the confidence you have to go up and wait at the end of the cross. And that was clinical finishing. Even if your yards out of the goal line, it takes you know, precision to finish it at the back of the net when you've got a keeper who's just you know, all over the place. And the, it, it's, a, it's a mark of a good defender. It's a mark of somebody who wants to step up at the right moment. And Gaurav Bora, I think he stepped up twice when he was asked for.
Yeah, definitely. And this is what sort of highlights the need for clubs like Chennai City FC in uh, Indian football. They're not coming in with uh, big money. They're not, uh, you know, uh, keep. They're not going to make fifty crore uh, uh, per season budget teams. They're not going to sign uh, the biggest names in the in world football who used to be something in in some La Liga clubs at some point. But they will give chance to these guys. Who are uh, you know if if they if Gaurav Bora was still sitting at uh, Pune City he would probably have uh, spent a long time uh, sitting in the bench, right? Uh, it's it's tough when you have uh, so many uh, foreign players in the team, so many experienced players in the team. The best uh, domestic talent, the most experienced players have also been siphoned off to ISL uh, ever since that draft happened. So yeah, it's 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 very tough to get game time, and he comes on loan in this club and helps them become champions. Chiraj, it's it's, it's and, interesting uh, you brought up that point, having uh, young players, yeah. uh, notable players of good talent, uh, being in ISL clubs. Talk about Susai Raj. Yeah. <laughs> now he's one guy. Where so is when he? you talk about Chennai City, that's the first thing that comes to your mind. Uh, Susai Raj, you know, he's done immensely. Uh, you know, to be getting into the front uh, frontliners, and uh, he was he was that man who was ever present in the Chennai city uh, in the opening seasons. He was the one who's who's pulling the right strings. He's making the right moves. He's assisting. He's you know he, he was on top of his game, and now he he, he no longer yeah. is in the I League. He's pushed off to the ISL. And do we hear enough of him? No. That 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 is. the point that i think what you are making if you have the right kind of talent you need to be exposing them as well yeah look at what eugenson lingdo is uh, doing now He's spending time on the bench one of the best players in the country and uh, simply because he is in the wrong team so yeah obviously this is what is uh, happening uh, with them it and and that's what sort of brings us uh, to the segue of the work that uh, chennai city fc have been doing like Akbar Nawaz got signed early on right after they finished the last season in, a, in a, they had a very tough season uh, not a good finish at all and uh, yeah they just they just changed the club from upside down uh, Jordi Via was there uh, he was the assistant coach of Akbar Nawaz at that point he went around scouting players uh, picking the best talent possible from abroad and also at the same time Akbar Nawaz and he were uh, nurturing the best domestic talent that they had in their hand it's not like they had unlimited resources or they could have have their pick from the uh, all, all the best players in the country but that's that's the thing that uh, the overlords don't understand about football it's not about a individual player you give a good coach enough power and enough time to build a team they will take less than awesome players and still build a team that's better than any, anyone else and uh, yeah that's that's what happened with chennai city they just built a team that was durable a squad that played for each other and uh, in the end they have got the rewards isn't i mean what what can the people who are uh, running football teams in india learn from chennai city and and it's not even just chennai city that uh, we're talking about we're talking about aizwal fc from 2016 17 minerva punjab fc from last season and uh, chennai city this season 
who have done it with a much smaller budget than the big wigs of Indian football. So, there, there are just so many things to hear, hear and listen and implement from I-League and the stories that we've seen from the past couple of years. Firstly, I think when you know you have something to lose, it just makes you come to your best. And we see in Minerva Punjab come do that. We see Chennai City do that. We saw Azol do that. And we've also seen Shillong Lajong. They are a factory of players. There is a dearth of talent at the local level. And you give a preference to your local talent. And then you add in what is missing from the foreign players. That was just precisely done right by Minerva Punjab last season. And Chennai City followed through this time. But it was a whole new level that we saw. I think bringing more professionalism. It's just not money that brings you everything. The it also matters, you know, how you how you read the current situation. There's a scenario of Indian football, and Akbar Nawaz, given the time that he was he spent with the club, and this kind of vision that the the owners, uh, the the right management uh, had in place, uh, the tie-ups with with the you know we we talked about uh, tie-ups, you know, helping clubs in ways. Hercules is one club that uh, Chennai City tied up earlier with and there was a trade of uh, player exchange, uh, some tradings and that just helps the learning going on and you see the implementation, you see the execution done right when you have the right vision, the right pathway and plus when you know that there's something at a loss if you don't do your best, you if you get in corporate teams, you get immunity from from uh, relegation for a, for a year but again the next season you're you're just like any other team there so that just makes you more hunger you know it just makes you more hungry and again when you want to lose something you really want to don't you don't want to go out uh, not giving your best and Chennai City is just another example just like Minerva Punjab and as well from the past seasons yeah definitely uh, it's a, it's a it's an example of an alternative pathway like you don't really have to spend 50 crore or 40 crore per season on a team uh, and uh, play in ISL to have a you know beautiful story. Uh, we have seen uh, Izol FC winning the league. Their team got raided. They ended up with a weaker se- weaker team next season and uh, they suffered uh, in Asia because of it. Same thing happened with Minerva Punjab FC and. Uh, who knows? There's a, there's a big chance that the same thing might happen with Chennai City, right? Unless unless they somehow figure out a way to get into ISL this time, and uh, either either that will happen, or they will be relegated to the second tier, uh, second tier league, which will be under ISL, uh, whatever it will be called, and uh, yeah, they will be they will be just put in a position where they are weaker than ever, and uh, they're gonna have to play in Asia. It's just a very, it's just very discouraging for uh, for clubs that have really worked hard, isn't it? I mean, uh, you you do you you start out just a few years ago, uh, you know, played in second division, got a direct entry into the top division, and uh, won it and ended up winning it, and now they are having to struggle against relegation. What, what do you think of that situation, Kevin? We've gone through this when Ezwal had won the champ, the the league, and uh, we we yeah. were expecting protests, and obviously there was, to to some extent, and in the end, uh, what we really saw was uh, a, a parallel league uh, coming out of the out of nowhere, 
and uh, again as we as we head <laughs> towards ISL being the top division and uh, the I League uh, I League clubs being pushed down to the second tier, uh, probably I I will see something being being uh, uh, caused as an exception to have 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 and make way for Chennai City to come in. Uh, probably uh, some reduction of the mm. of the franchise fees some way, but I don't see them going down. Uh, uh, you know by by merit they've 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 earned the title of the champions of India, and I, I don't think any club or any. Any club anywhere in the world deserves to go down after winning uh, the league. You know, talking about eleven teams competing uh, over two legs, and that is just merit, and that will be just that will be sad if, if if something like that happens. But I, I am very hopeful that Chennai City, you know, some way they can uh, they will be uh, be part of uh, the ISL being the top tier. Yeah, I mean, I hope they stay in the top tier. I don't care what it is called, really. I mean, you can give it whatever brand name that you want. Chennai City uh, and the most of the other clubs in I League, uh, you know, be it Real Kashmir, be it Neroka, be it East Bengal, Mohan Bagan, uh, all these clubs have proven their merit on the field and they deserve to be in the top division league. Uh, and uh, yeah, any, anything else would be a complete injustice. But we'll see how that turns out. That's a another long discussion that we will no doubt have in in the upcoming episodes as the situation evolves and we get. Closer to the ISL bids dropping out, uh, which will be happening around 17th or 18th March. What we from what we're hearing, but for now though, it's 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 a it's Chennai City's moment, right? This is uh, Chennai City who have made history. Uh, they have lifted Tamil Nadu to a whole, a whole new level in Indian football. Uh, they have uh, become champions of India. And Kevin, there's a there's a visible effect a football scene gets when you have a club and i'm not talking about a franchise a club that does its job to get licensing that, that has a direct connection to the soil becomes active in the scene uh, this happened with shillong lajong uh, rangaji at royal wangdu in shillong this happened with aizol uh, fc in aizol uh, and mizoram uh, uh, in extension uh, kokulam kerala fc uh, sort of mobilized the grassroots situation in uh, in in kerala uh, in in many ways and uh, we have uh, chennai city who are doing the same thing in tamil nadu i mean the fan response is not like the best in the world right it's not like they have uh, fans thronging to the stadium uh, even chennai nfc are uh, facing an issue with uh, you know, lessening numbers of fans coming to the stadium maybe part of it is with the performance but the the young players you know the the chennai super league players or the under 15 league players they are all looking at chennai city as a direct uh, pathway to establish a career right you you not gonna get into uh, chennai fc right now even if you are talented like as as we discussed earlier uh, a player like gorab bora or suse raj will get into uh, an isl team and uh, spend most of the season on a bench but these clubs uh, gokulam kerala fc chennai city fc shillong lajong uh, neroka aizol fc they are all clubs that allow young talent to take the center stage to be on tv to be in front of uh, a throng of fans to travel the country to play in a league setting to gather that experience of living that lifestyle that today you are playing here tomorrow you are playing in kashmir 
completely different uh, weather atmosphere you're playing in front of adoring fans you're playing in front of uh, hostile fans that whole experience that a player gets that is essential for his development you need clubs like this to provide that for you and if a club like this that is doing that for young players as well as earning plaudits earning their place in asia winning trophies i mean this is what what can really be better than this isn't it you need that ground up the bottom up work to be you know in place only then it works like a cycle every year else you'll be just end, ending up like a bottomless pit you you start doing things it works for one season second season then it fades away it dies out after long, after after some time because there's no cycle that's churning out players there's no cycle that's uh, progressing players from one level to the other aiming for from being amateur to the professional and then that that just repeat of uh, things that we see if you don't see local players getting a pathway to reach the top and the success stories are not shown or not seen by by the next generation you won't have players coming into that profession because it just going in towards the towards the end result of nothing and that is why we we saw so many clubs pull out we, we saw dempo salgaokar uh, sporty club the grower pull out for that same reason because i league did not show them the door and the pathway to from being a from from being an amateur to the professional that their entire scene was missing there was no uh, ladder that any any aspiring player could watch or aim to get into after getting into the i league at the highest level so that is just going to be sad if 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 we if we don't have that complete pathway at least after the 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 gaining of popularity by the isl i, I would really credit uh for reviving the 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 excitement in football that was missing and you no know, it was all about starting off as a single league then the parallel league and now again we are coming back to the single league now whether where there's a merger probably or restructuring it, it has to end up with a ladder it has to end up with a bottom up approach where you see players turning out year on year and have them play professional football as they would aspire to Yeah, well, Sunandu Dhar, I-League CEO, uh, spoke in a recent interview that uh, you know there will be a single big league next season, uh, which which he is referring to. I think the restructuring, ISL will be the top division, and uh, there will be no promotion relegation for now. And the bottom-up approach that you're talking about, the ladder, the pathway, uh, that will be missing if there is no promotion relegation across all divisions. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the future we are heading towards. We are heading towards. Uh, I don't know if Chennai City will end up uh, playing in ISL next season. I sincerely hope they get in because uh, uh, you know I I don't want to see them getting relegated after becoming champions of India. But Chennai City are you know the, the model that we're talking about that they have taken. It's not about just one club. There are many other clubs who can exist and sustain in the uh, way that they have done. Right? I mean, uh, Izol, uh, Mirabai Punjab. Leave them aside. Uh, there's Fateh Hyderabad. Uh, there's uh, other clubs all over the country who who might be aspiring to do the same. But when somebody like Chennai City wins the league, and then we are having a conversation about whether they will stay in the top division next season or not, whether they will have a future basically uh, as as a, a commercially viable club, then that just 
you you don't even know how many dozens of club owners or potential investors are looking at that and saying wow i don't want to get into that if there's no guarantee that my club will get to play where it where it's playing right now so yeah it's it's a it just creates a hostile situation doesn't it that oh, man it seems like one kind of investment is uh, rewarded but most kinds of investments are not you know if you invest in isl you get rewarded if you invest in indian football you don't it's just a sad dichotomy that we have right now isn't it yeah, it is you know and that was uh, the threat when isl came into the picture uh, because being carved mm. out, carved out of something that was working this needed a little more maintenance little more touch up it is branches out uh, showing that football has got a different scope different view perspective altogether mm-hmm. and then in the end coming back uh, and joining in what was already in place we're talking about uh, you know, yeah. i league being there for 20 years plus and i mean uh, the, the top division indian league being there and the national league has been there for yeah. 20 years plus i league started yeah the brand started in 2007 i think 1996 was when yeah, the national league which was, was working which was right which was legitimate this is needed some finishing to that and you know that was left aside mm-hmm. to rot and uh, rightly we are seeing the end of it and in the end what what are we heading towards it's the same model that was running 20 years back so that's there uh, mm-hmm. you know it's just strange that we have to go through this to understand you know things were working right earlier and then we are back to square one but uh, with a whole new perspective yeah. which is not correct uh, promotion relegation really has to be there and that really leads up to the exciting uh, matches that we've seen over the last 4 5 years definitely uh, let's hope the structure changes in indian football for the better and uh, yeah you know the it's it's frustrating that uh, for the for for some time now it seems like we just say okay this this team has uh, become the champions of india they're the ultimate winners of indian football and are they going to be around in the top division next season it's i'm i'm tired of having this conversation i hope this is the last time i have that conversation this episode should have been all about just chennai city winning the i league uh, and uh, you know uplifting tamil nadu football and uh, you know when when your club becomes a champion you you attract a hell of a new kind of uh, kind of attention from sponsors you get a new prestige because you're playing in uh asia you're getting international exposure yeah it's and and we're talking about whether they will remain or get relegated that's absurd situation anywhere else in the world but it's a reality in indian football and i hope this is the last time we have it it's exhausting let's not do this again so congratulations uh, to chennai city fc for making history once again uh, any any final thoughts on their uh, or, or any any particular memory that sticks out from the entire season uh, that uh, really uh, you know that makes this campaign that chennai city fc have had this season special to you i it's made of a moment uh, the league is not won on the last day the east bengal fans should understand that yeah. uh, but if there's one moment uh, where uh, things had lightened up you know it just uh, took everybody by surprise was uh, that announcement of the tie up with fc basel that chennai city did i think that was something uh, 
path breaking uh, that really you know had everybody uh, searching for chennai city searching for uh, what is this club that they're tying t- tying up with so that was something you know out of the ordinary that uh, chennai city did come up with uh, more of such tie ups more of such uh, uh, bonding exercises uh, with with uh, foreign clubs established clubs really will be i mean you know somewhere we are getting the right attention from the world so apart from that i think chennai city have done everything right and deservedly you know if you have somebody who does things right uh, and you know ends up getting that piece of cake i think chennai city is the team to go for yeah i'm pretty sure rohit ramesh is cutting a very large cake somewhere uh, he has been on the podcast before uh, he, that was before the season started he laid out uh, long term visions and plans and we are slowly seeing uh, that uh, it's it's coming into effect it's it's building up uh, best of luck to chennai city fc uh, in their future endeavors we hope to see them around for decades to come and uh, yeah that's the end of this episode we will be continuing uh, the uh, continuing looking at what happens now uh, what chennai city fc do now that they have uh, become champions now that uh, they have uh, won the ultimate prize how they will carry on the momentum in super cup and uh, asia next season uh, and uh, we will see what happens off the field where they end up playing come september uh, what happens when uh, the next season begins and how the indian top division looks like who's there who's not there more importantly we will be tracking it all right on this podcast and on the fangarage.com uh, where you can find all the latest updates uh, regarding indian sports and fantasy sports and if you're listening to this podcast on youtube or facebook uh, please give a like share subscribe and all that uh, you can uh, download ivm podcast app or go to ivmpodcast.com uh, and listen to all the best indian podcasts and uh, yeah next week we will be taking a look at isl how the semi finals are shaping up how the final is going to go down uh, who will become the isl winners and also we will have more updates from nepal all the way from there where indian women's team uh, is about to make their debut uh, in the saf women's championship we won all of them in the past will we be able to keep winning we'll find out all of that so stick with us come back next week hey amit what do you think about starting a dating podcast uh to be honest i think that idea is kind of garbage sure just like dating then oh we could call it dating is garbage uh, we could talk to people about their sad dating lives okay i'm not so sure about that and we can discuss our terrible sex lives okay definitely not that we could talk about how there's no such thing as love and it's all a load of crap and nothing can ever truly bring meaning to our lives okay you might need some help there all right it's a yes then Dating is garbage. Every week we break down all things from dating apps, social media, texting, calling, dating rules and more with some really cool people. Episodes out every Thursday on the IVM Podcasts app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, my name is Anupam Gupta. I'm B50 on Twitter. I am the host of Paisa Paisa, a show that talks money. On my show, I speak to experts from every field of money and finance, from stock markets, equities, debt funds, credit cards, life insurance, every possible area of money and finance that you can think of. We even did an episode on cryptocurrency. I've got fantastic guests from mutual funds to personal finance experts everywhere. Robot Barry, startups, just name it, we've got it. At Pesa Pesa, we help you make smart decisions about money. You work hard for money. Now make your money work hard for you. New episodes out every Monday and you can listen to my show on the IVM podcast app or any other podcasting app that you have.